listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. An angry black woman on the subject of the angry white man. We didn't always need affirmative action. When we broke this crazy land in the farms, when we planted and harvested the crops, when we dug into the earth for water, when we carried that water into the big house kitchens and bedrooms, when we built that big house, when we fed and clothed our people, other people's children with, with food we cooked and served to other people's children, wearing the garments that we fitted and we sewed together, when we hacked and hauled huge trees for lumber and fuel, when we washed and polished the chandeliers, when we bleached and press the linens purchased by blood profits from our daily forced laborings when we lived under the whip and in between the coffee and i mean coffle and chains when we watched our babies sold away from us when we lost our men to anybody's highest bidder when slavery defined our days and our prayers and our night times of no rest then we did not need affirmative action hey welcome to the blackout to podcast your host rod and karen and we're in the house on a saturday which means it's feedback time yes it is that's right feedback time guys that means we're gonna talk about all the stuff that you guys wanted to talk to us about so we're gonna talk about comments on each episode at the blackouttips.com you can go there and we have uh different uh we have different posts for each episode and on those episodes you can leave comments you can vote in the polls each episode has a poll you can vote in um you can do stuff like um donate to the show the blackoutist.com mm-hmm. front, front page you can uh become a premium member the blackoutist.com slash premium um and of course you can shoot us an email the blackouttips at gmail.com we'll read your emails you can uh leave us voice messages as long as the three minutes or uh, two minutes or less <clears throat> at 704-557-0186 uh and you can also leave us five star reviews on itunes and stitcher we appreciate everybody takes time out to do that because um it boosts the show on itunes and stitcher and stuff it lets people know that you're listening and it gives people recommendations i know when i go to check out a new product or listen to a new podcast i'll check out a couple reviews see if you know see if it's hitting and then uh you guys don't understand how it doesn't cost anything but time but um it it really helps us out tremendously and we thank everyone who is mindful enough to take the time out to do that we do speaking of being mindful let's talk about who gave us some money eh? i dedicate this song to recession depression and unemployment recession depression and unemployment jenkins this is for you uh daz my man daz hit us up with a one-time uh donation thank you daz appreciate you we got a one-time donation from james b who says thank you for being you oh thank you baby we ain't got no choice i know we ain't got no choice gerard l thank you deidra h we appreciate you mm-hmm. calvin n thank you i hope your mcdonald's is going well me too one time donation from trina who says hi rod and karen i'm finally in a position where i can put a little love on put a little on it i love and admire you two so much you have been a big improvement in my life thank you and wakanda forever love from germany trina thank you trina oh thank you and i'm glad you can put a little on it baby mm-hmm i've been saying wakanda forever all morning at the basketball court getting these w's 
terry w recurring donator thank you very much mm-hmm. joseph o thank you tyrone m thank you what happened to that dude tyrone that's like i'm tyrone and i want to fuck your wife or whatever what happened to that dude i don't know probably got shot uh courtney thank you yes jason f appreciate you we do deborah o recurring appreciate you mm-hmm. rachel h all these people recurring unless i say otherwise Corey b thank you Corey. yes eric m uh who of course uh fayetteville state uh mm-hmm, attitude check mary h thank you very much yes jasmine a we appreciate you jasmine mm-hmm. anna l thank you anna and are you okay uh we got one from falcons diva one time donation says i got my bonus so i wanted to bless tbgwt for helping get through my work days love y'all falcons diva thank, thank you thank you That's what we shout out the bonuses get through it together mm-hmm. michael irvin the playmaker yes uh omar a recurring thank you very much mm-hmm. uh jonathan h thank you jonathan yes and uh, uh mr span of course of the span report podcast you can check mm-hmm. that out stefan h thank you stefan yes uh joseph o thank you joe o janine r appreciate you we do uh joseph o was in here twice i don't know what that was about damien r thank you <laughs> andy s thank you andy thank you alexander m thank you alexander yes waste bees by sura appreciate you we do mccole f thank you mccole mm-hmm. our homeboy j full hooked us up thank you very much j full of course um and then this one wants to take forever to load all right okay calter h thank you calter yes early days of photography take your kids to get a picture guys km no relation nerds and luxury those luxurious lurds thank you solana s appreciate you we do justin j we appreciate you candace h who's a lot of people that's what uh, i'm talking about bambi h no relation yeah they making up it's uh for black history month chrishell the ben simmons hater adam s thank you so much jason j katie g and i think that's it all right woo that was a lot of people a lot of people and a lot of money that's what i'm talking about thank you y'all i can't wait to go buy some a brand new bentley drive down the street in my nice suits looking at all the pretty girls you been looking at all the airplanes with y'all money you know jesus don't want me to be riding around in the ultima like a regular person like a nobody might be a nice call for one of you congregation members but it's nothing to me and karen okay we need to fire at, at private jets okay when we hop on the plane i need to tell the plane hey turn around and they need to do it that's how much that's how expensive our shit need to be your money going to good uses uh we did get five star reviews <laughs> uh, we did get five star reviews from people on uh, itunes um we got a bunch of them too so thank y'all yeah i did what i did ask ever thank mm-hmm. you i did ask and you guys heard us thank you rock city 2010 says wakanda forever five stars long time listener finally getting around to leaving a five star review uh helps me get through my work day Ryder karen got the hottest podcast out give it a listen and you'll agree thank you that's what i'm saying you yeah, know thank gonna be long y'all try to keep it hot in these streets um in yaze 
uh who you guys should know from work with kids Mm-hmm. uh the goat five star says i don't think i'm exaggerating that within a certain demographic tvgwt is the show not only has it spawned countless imitators like myself it's <laughs> it's giving office folks all over the world a chance to snicker and spit take while their co-workers look on in confusion like myself rod and karen are funny as fuck and kind-hearted in a way that's rare for people so well informed on the issues been a fan for two years now and looking forward to 20 more no pressure ah well we gonna try we gonna try to keep it going uh, yes yeah so we taking care of ourselves you know mm-hmm. and and stuff like that you know yeah we we plan on being around we hope y'all be around too take care of yourselves i hate to see y'all you know uh all up in the office without us uh what podcasting should be five stars from from double underscore zero who says karen and rod are the hardest working podcasters around they have shows six days a week where they cover a variety of subjects from a black perspective from the day-to-day black experience to politics to pop culture they cover it all with a sense of humor and awareness of larger issues in history they are two uh they are two of the funniest non-comedian podcasters out there rod's well-researched thought is rare and his playing game is strong karen's empathy and sympathy shine through her voice and her rants are epic karen's playing game is admittedly terrible yes it is thank you terribly hilarious <laughs> oh, no. there's a reason they are the pod parents so many uh to so many and have built a strong community of listeners they also have awesome premium shows which makes me ask do these niggas ever sleep hashtag everyday <laughs> black history hashtag wakanda forever uh i try to find time to sleep you know what i'm saying yeah it's all about scheduling y'all yeah it's about all about scheduling, scheduling. But, but we do be up all times of the day and all times of the night and we ain't got no kids i mm. tell people that's the number one thing how you do it no cheering best thing ever miss edwards uh clt says your voices are part of my daily routine i appreciate y'all thank you thank you wanted to clt stand for charlotte mm-hmm. um and lastly for itunes uh feels like family at smash crimpets who says i follow bomani on twitter and he led me to this cat rodimus prime when i looked at his page i found myself laughing out loud on more than one occasion little did i know how awesome his podcast would be you want to know something that is probably one of the weirdest things to me uh, people that do follow me on twitter and think i'm really funny and all that shit and haven't heard the podcast or even tried to listen is and i'm not saying it's like they should or they no. oh it's just funny to me that they would look at a podcast version of all the tweet shit i'm tweeting basically and be like i don't know if i would like that but you know what i mean it's like yeah. the same shit really yeah and for, for and honestly for a lot of people they don't understand the concept like yeah. you you it's amazing it's grown yes but it's still a, a very small subsection of people if you think about the whole population that actually really listen to podcasts as much mm. as it's quote-unquote blowing up it's still a small percentage and people will hit me up and be like oh my god i saw i listen to your podcast oh my god you so funny i'm like well you retweet everything i say <laughs> uh, yeah when you have had a couple <laughs> talks on they, here they you think, think i'm funny they think they're two separate things and you know it is people that uh it don't translate over like they yeah. could be funny online but in oh yeah that's life, true it's completely that's true. different yeah that's true and so you know some people might might say i don't mm. know now you hilarious here because you know it's real easy to string words together but when i got to hear your voice and hear your inflections and you know you actually got the spotlight on you it's some people crumble that's actually a great point i forgot about that because i know we've had people on the show that were great at twitter and not great at being on the show so Mm-mm. yep uh, that's a good point karen i stand corrected uh, 
now uh see when i looked at this page find myself laughing out loud on more than one occasion little did i know how awesome this podcast would be you and karen feel like family although we've never met it feels like shared donut sticks and <laughs> help and, and helped each other get I all like the donut sticks i don't even know what it is but i like it and helped each other get all the chaos emeralds and sonic 2 special stages you and karen compliment each other like nino brown and g money well i hope so not at the end though not at the end and i my, mean I- my wife's keeper i mean i hope you are please don't shoot me right like nino brown and g money sub-zero and scorpion uh and finally luke and laura my wife and i enjoyed the various games and topics the black panther commentary on the pod and twitter was dope thank you um blessing thank you for um blessing our ears with your ebony excellence that sounds like some porn i know I, I you know what i never even use the word ebony unless i was talking about the magazine ebony other than that i never use it i got on point and ebony is just like the topic of the word ebony excellence she's also kidding the ebony a's <laughs> i know <laughs> she used to work at afrocentrics i think i said that wrong my, my bad ebony is the topic i use for my searches because a lot of times you don't use ebony it's very hard to find black folks i use niggas because i like a rough type of porn guys they come we come up underneath that too now i don't just need it to be ebony okay i need some foul hood shit oh anyway i'm living my best joke i like it soft i just go ebony i'm living my best joke life in 2018 too karen laughed at my finger wave joke in the chat peace and love y'all thank you (laughs) uh and that's everybody that left it in america if we have people outside of america we get that email tomorrow we'll mm-hmm. see but thank you so much for stepping up leaving us five star review y'all don't yes. know how much that means to us for real dog it's like you know these feedback shows i really look forward to the five star reviews mm-hmm. when people leave them especially because you know on itunes you can only leave one a lot of times people's first one and it's just letting us know we're still reaching people we're still Correct. you know motivating people it's you know it's, it, it's we thank you yeah i even checked to make sure i left one and i did back in 2000 and i don't know but 2005 something or nine in there because it was like oh you already left one i was like good just checking i doubt it was 2005 i'm not 2005 2015 that was 13 years ago um, Peaches749 says five stars on Stitcher. We got one on Stitcher. These are notoriously hard to get. I'm old, y'all. Work with me. My bad. Uh, I love Queen Karen and Podrick. And then she, uh, put, Peaches put ha ha next to Podrick. <laughs> Cause everybody likes to make fun of my name i've been listening for about six months and i absolutely love you guys you guys keep me balanced between knowing what a woke woman should know and not taking it that that, not taking it too seriously i love your love relation hashtag relationship goals i'll be ordering my fly black twitter csi t-shirt asap i will definitely leave more five-star reviews and i will be in the chat room please keep up the good work we will and thank you thank you yeah i look the new t-shirt designs are dope i, I maybe they i'll use are. that for the show art today yes yeah, so because i hope you know maybe people listen they download maybe y'all are late you know but like them new t-shirt designs like i even got uh you know like a cup off of one and stuff and oh they're beautiful like, you know i don't know if they're still on sale i know they were 14 dollars uh for the first three days mm-hmm. um but yeah them shirts are fucking dope man i love those shirts um and i'm definitely gonna get me uh like i don't even be trying to rock my own shit but i'll probably rock I got my, one I, of them I, shirts i got one on today yeah shout out to my man adrian uh for coming through thank you adrian um um, all right 
five uh i mean not five star reviews comments we had comments on each episode of the week let's go through them 1624 have you seen black panther yet that was our feedback show for the week and it was also how every black person has greeted every other black person for about three weeks now it's just have you seen black panther yet um we were still doing it today i saw mm-hmm. uh, i saw my girl leah i was like you seen that black panther she's like i'm seeing it today i was like all right cool just checking <laughs> everybody gets scared i'm sick i've been asking this a hundred times i want to see it today gotta make sure you ain't no coon gotta make sure you ain't no coon ah! uh top phrases says what a wonderful movie black panther oh. marcy says wakanda forever oh yeah I, uh that's been a trend of mine too if i hit a three i've been doing wakanda forever a lot <laughs> I had a three in this old white man face today that I don't like. And as soon as I hit it, I turned around and said, What kind of forever? And then I, I do this thing where I shoot three. I shoot the, uh, shoot like an arrow. I'm, you know, like mom it. And, uh, <laughs> and he came down and was like, Ah, oh, dang, nothing but luck or something like that. I, oh, no, he said one out of a hundred or something. I was the first of all, I only shot one shot, but whatever. I said, It's the one that counts. Wakanda and everybody was going crazy. It was fun. Right, it's the one that counts. Uh Wakanda Forever, me and my kid are going to see it again, maybe a third time, depending on the theater. I knew it was gonna be great, but I think it surpassed all expectations. It did. Mm-hmm. I love Shuri so much and I was a fan of Letitia uh Letitia Wright um already and was so excited she was in the movie. The only thing that makes me a little sad is that Wakanda isn't real. Just knowing Come on. A- <laughs> just knowing a place like wakanda existed would make me ridiculously happy even if they wouldn't be accepting white refugees oh <laughs> i will understand shit they might not accept black refugees they might now but they didn't at the beginning i love the part at the end of the movie when t'challa said something about not building barriers i wanted to start clapping and hooting but i mean i live in white pe- peopleville so I, <laughs> so i probably would not have been well received people of color are so much more fun at the theater we are okay let me tell you something we are very fun at the movie theater. i don't even understand uh hmm yeah I, I yeah i feel comfortable saying this i don't even understand the kind of person that don't like seeing movies with black people i don't get it right it's much more fun it like really is there's some movies i won't see if i can't see it with, with black, black people because what's the fucking point i can watch it on netflix and be bored at home by myself but come on especially if it's a bad movie like i ain't even sure it's gonna be good i'm definitely <laughs> going to the black theater because if it's not good we gonna be good we come on like we gonna have fun it's not and, and the thing is it's over exaggerated because people make it sound like black people is just like the deaf comedy jam audience and like something happening niggas run out the aisle it's not even like that they want to watch the movie they spent their money too right but you might get an ad lib every once in a while you know i love watching scary movies with black people it's much more fun like uh, yeah karen karen refuses to watch scary movies but if i go to see a scary because scary movies are stupid to me they're not real like oh, no. but if i go to see a, a scary movie it, that's the audience where it's, it's the most not real they be like oh this nigga about to go in there be like oh you know like we having fun so i i, I really don't i mean i can't think of any experience that's not enhanced by the presence of black people i know when it comes to the movie going experience i don't yeah, understand it's, it's yeah <laughs> and going with us could be actually a lot of fun particularly uh what is that movie coming out with uh Dwayne is it Dwayne Wade's girl about the kids getting locked up in the house 
it's coming out Gabrielle through, uh, um, Union Union yeah. Uh, yeah the one where she's the mom and her kids get locked in the house mm-hmm. and she gotta break in her the own secure house to save her children from some bad guys right yes. you know what I don't even uh, uh normally watch scary movies but I, I'm gonna go watch that one cause I think I don't think it's gonna be that scary number yeah. one and cause it's gonna be more like a suspense mm-hmm. and number two is gonna be a bunch of black women in there having the time of their lives yeah and I saw um what movie was that like it was the latest more what, okay i'm gonna look it up uh it was a morris chestnut movie mm-hmm. and they had a was it called surrogate it was um they had a surrogate who was helping him and uh i want to say sanaa latham was his wife and they needed to have a baby right and she ended up wilding out on them and of course the surrogate goes crazy and 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 like wants to keep the baby and kill the wife and be more chestnuts new wife or whatever you know some some wild when the bow breaks that was the name of it listen man when the bow breaks is not the kind of movie i would watch in general you know what i mean like it's just not it's just it's silly it's gonna be kind of um you know kind of ridiculous and not nigga i watched that shit at seven o'clock on thursday because i knew that's when the niggas would be there because the, the only people the most like ready to watch that movie was probably a bunch of black women and me come on and i went in there and we had a great time with the black theater same thing when um fucking movie was that uh that movie um don't breathe mm-hmm. oh so good with black people i don't understand everything better with black people i keep going back to the black theater we, we only have Almax in our black theater here in charlotte Mm-mm. and i keep going back to see black panther because i want to see it with some no new niggas and we'll do some more talking and the last time i was in there is the middle of the morning it's like 10 in the morning and this couple was in there and clearly she had seen the movie before oh, and he hadn't said, she had yeah okay and, and she was saying all the lines before they were saying them. <laughs> and she was like she was trying to act like it was her first time seeing it so maybe she hadn't seen it and she she was spoiled and she knew all the spoilers because y'all she knew every twist er, all the twists y'all that movie was so good but ain't nobody know everything Mm-mm. she was she just like seen it she was like mm, he gonna kill her i'm like how you know that you know you don't know that you know you seen that somewhere or you <laughs> wiki dad or you saw Come this already on. i'm like I, when i left i wanted to be like hey man you might want to make sure she ain't see this with another dude already because <laughs> she know, she know this shit too well she knew the lines i, I was like know. like and that's the other thing she knew the lines like it wasn't just it wasn't just like she knew the right. plot she knew the line she was like oh i made it rain i was like okay now see you seen this before that's not in the trailer no that's not anyway um uh i uh, <laughs> um plc are much better much more fun at the theater i don't know why whites are so uptight at movies they the worst well okay i take that back that's too far white people ain't that bad at the movies i've sat at the white people where they had some wine next to us one time it's a wine and they offered us some crackers i mean it was a full-fledged meal but but here's every theater needs at least one white person in it if not two or three and the only reason i say that is because if something goes wrong the white person is the snitch the designated snitch and we need that snitch sometimes you know like i'm not saying every time i'm not even saying that they always 100 percent accurate because they're not always 100 percent accurate but every black person that has been in the theater where there was majority black people and like one white person we all turn to the white person like uh you gonna go tell them the projector broke Cause come on i'm not going 
we know this is your job susan get on it <laughs> come on we know shit get done with you <laughs> i have been in multiple things maybe it's just me maybe i that's just my anecdotal but experience get done when i've get been in multiple theaters where we every like black people be like i have my illegally con- uh brought in food i'm not going up here with chicken tenders on my fingers right to tell this motherfucker uh uh-uh, i'll just unwrap the burrito from chipotle i'm not putting it back in my purse <laughs> come on but jerry you know your ass follows all the rules take your ass out there and with them khaki pants and get this shit on the road come on with your press shirt i'm i listen i have been it's a waiting game i've been in a theater it was a dollar movie one time it was a white dude in there and uh you know i'm in there eating like fucking checkers and shit and uh and uh the sound was fucked up every black person it was all these black people in there we was just waiting on this motherfucker like uh tyler you want to get on this come on now the volume is fucked up you're gonna go out like it was a waiting game like the black people didn't even get up we was just kind of like you know what time it is tyler and tyler's like oh god the sound and he gets up and you're like (laughs) thank you jesus do your job it took you long enough they're not gonna listen to us anyway right so yeah that's the only reason i so i do like at least a designated white person per theater to get things done uh i know because going up out there with your button up they're listening to you because niggas will sit in there and listen to a fucked up sound system for like 20 minutes because we'd be like i'm i'm not leaving till i finish this mcdonald's i mean i'll go but only if it's a last resort motherfucker i'm not going right away nope um so anyway uh <laughs> uh i don't know why why so tight at movies oh well either way the movie is amazing i can't wait to go see it again and buy the blu-ray when it comes out agreed kung fu treachery says oh yes nigga them income taxes done came in and you know what that means i'm premium one more again not for the month but for the year on they bitch made ass not the year though come oh, on and join us i love hearing that one more thing about black panther the most nigga ass line in the movie is all that challenge shit is over i agree ah. <laughs> just wanted to go get that in lol peace another underrated line is when uh he told that nigga come here before he hit his ass again it's he said now come here come here bam i was like oh this nigga gonna Ike, turn on his ass stop oh he beat the child so bad come on mm, that one hurt um but yeah he had some good ass lines hi hey auntie is another good one uh but yeah that all that child shit is over it was was a gangster yeah that's almost in so you better not say that to me mm-hmm uh which one hey auntie right especially mm-hmm. in that i don't mind you saying it but don't say it in that tone mm-hmm because it's not about that it's the tone like mm-mm. uh here's the poll has anyone asked if you've seen black panther uh mike in london i mean wait i'm sorry mike in london the poll results were no 17 percent of y'all no one's asked you if you've seen black panther hmm. now, i hate to tell y'all this but that mean you're not down that mean you either don't have friends that's down or people look at you and they go that nigga's a coon i'm not gonna ask that white person is not the kind of person that would do this that this non-black person is not the kind of black person that not the kind of non-black person that will go see black panther it's not good it's not a good sign i'm just 17 percent of y'all need to get y'all shit together (laughs) no offense but this is true y'all like if people not i mean because it ain't that you got to see it but if nobody even asking you if you seen it they because the only people i noticed in my life that i don't ask if they seen it are people i think are just coons 
I'm like, the fuck would I ask Carl for? That nigga thinks it's okay for Trump to be in office. You know right. what I mean? So no, I'm not like, asking him. Nobody asked Ben Carson. You know, Amarosa ain't get asked if she seen it. You know, like it's it's only certain type of people that's getting asked if they seen it. So you got 17 percent of y'all got a lot to work on. Okay. And I, I mean, I didn't even make that one by race, so that's just white, black, whatever. Y'all niggas need to get y'all shit together and meet, get, make some black friends or something. I don't know what's happening, but <laughs> that's, that's, that's way too high of a number, in my opinion. Uh, so, I don't know. Maybe you only work around white people, but even still, like, when you have, like, a white person in your life that's seen the movie, I don't know. It's a, it's a lot to be. It's a lot uh has anyone asked you yes and i'm black 77 percent have been asked and they are black people which that 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 makes a lot of sense a lot of us you should be getting asked and yes but i'm not black five percent yes but i'm not black so even the whites are being asked about the black painter come on uh mike in london says i'm gonna see it tomorrow with my son okay question mark yeah just don't dress up in blackface and you good mike you good uh falcons diva says no one has asked me because they either already know or i asked them first lol i told everyone when i got my tickets and then after the movie released i told everyone exactly when i was going to see it yeah like i said leah this morning she she answered that question like it was an attack I was like, you seen Black Panther yet? So I'm going to see it. I'm going, oh, oh, sorry. I'm going to see it. I promise. <laughs> you get that stress. I'm not a coon. I'm not a coon. I, just, I voted for Obama twice. Right. Vote for him for a She's third like, time. Y'all not period. taking my black card. Mm-hmm. She was stressed. Mm-hmm. Because she knew I was going to turn around and be like, this nigga a coon. Everybody come over here and make mock her. Okay. Um, all right. We have, so, 1625, Michael Steele, wake up call uh marsha belsky was on uh from the miss andry podcast with marsha and ray that was fun miss andry with marsha and ray mm-hmm. um and uh we got a whole lot of feedback about her on twitter and stuff people really enjoyed mm-hmm. marsha coming on the show we enjoyed her too brooklyn shoe says i really enjoyed your guest today and every now and then i do listen to miss andry podcast marsha made some very interesting observations about bernie sanders and about jews voting republican that, that that's definitely a thing in new york city i would love if you could have her back on to talk about that about the jews specifically mm, i don't think we're that kind of podcast <laughs> marcia can you come on and explain the jews please just uh we'd like to know i don't know we're here for the jokes yeah i don't know that feels a little too that's i don't know I feel you, like you're trying to make us civically engaged well i I just feel like i fuck around and say the wrong thing because i don't know Come what the fuck i'm talking about Mm-mm. like you gotta remember we in charlotte we from the south like we that's not even like a thing like Mm-mm. we have a jewish community center here yeah but that's about as much as it goes for like jewish influence down here that we know of right of like, you know not that i don't think people would be racist against jewish people down here they probably are yes. i'm pretty sure they are yeah but, the but it's more like it's different up north well it's also it's more like they racist against somebody they just never seen correct like they wouldn't even know who the fuck to be racist against they just probably racist against jews on like general principle Principal, right you don't look like you from around here yeah you know so i don't so i don't even know enough about jewish community and racism and shit to be like why don't you explain this so and also i i don't like taking people on the show to be like explain your community i don't you know what happened uh, I love the Michael there Steele. There are places for that. We just happen not to be it. Yeah, I just don't. I, yeah, I'm not a big fan of it in general. 
i love the michael Steele clip i totally forgot about him until now lol yeah he really fell to the back marcy says the audio of michael Steele and that weepy sounding white dude had me cringing so hard my face probably turned into a singularity i I did did anyone else think the white dude sounded like he was about to start crying uh yeah he did sound a little weepy the whole scenario was just gross it's like my it's like you guys say nothing's racist anymore to these types if saying that still only got his job because he's black isn't racist then what the fuck is come on i swear man i think we really are at the point where if that dude would have got up there and called him a nigger the other dude would have been on that radio show like no see michael right okay before you get all emotional (laughs) like okay i mean do we know that he meant it in a racist way yeah it's hip-hop music even he says michael still was shaking the table uh i heard that uh i heard they forgot to invite him to a convention about black republicans yeah i saw that too we'll cover that sunday but the shade is is they (laughs) the shade is just too strong over there they don't like him Mm -mm. they trying to disown him and disassociate from him and he's breaking ranks like if you notice all the prominent black republicans right now all on board with trump right none of them will come out and be like yo this motherfucker went too far with some of this racist shit all of them are just eating it up like no matter what he says they'll hold their tongues when it comes to his racism uh and they'll carry water for that shit i don't know if it was retaliate retaliatory after this interview but if it was it was definitely no mistake uh they wanted to put him in his place i don't know how anyone other than straight cis white christian men vote republican but i guess some people just live in a state of denial yeah that proximity to whiteness man is the one thing republicans can offer that i don't think we talk about enough because whenever we say stuff like well i don't know how anyone votes republican i think what we're really saying is their policies are mostly only beneficial to cis white rich uh men come on but one of the things we don't talk about is proximity to those men can still increase a lot of marginalized people as well whether it's yes whether it's white women who are aligned politically romantically with white men so they vote republican whether it's um you know uh gay people who have money and they're still white men they might not be uh might not be uh they might not be heterosexual but they are still a lot of them are still white men and they would like access to that privilege um when there's black people you know like they'll, they'll be like well i can be in these circles in these golf clubs and these social places with these white men i will take their scraps if 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 it's to make myself better and i think that's one of the things we don't talk about enough when we talk about like why people vote for them you know a lot of people just like the proximity to whiteness and the protection that it provides correct are you sad quincy jones apologized yes i wanted more tea or no he need to shut the hell up what you think karen oh yeah i'm sad yep 82 percent said yep they sad they wanted more tea 18 percent said no you need to shut the hell up Brooklyn shoe Bay says quincy jones is a welcome distraction to all the fuckery in the white house i say if you, i say if you are the last one alive say what the fuck you want my grandma is the same age as q but has severe dementia i wish she was still able to spill all the tea she collected over her lifetime ali says no i'm not mad but not for the reason you stated in the poll i'm not mad at it because i love the example of black man listening to black women tell wait tell his ass to sit down and shut up they don't do it often enough oh yeah because he said his daughter made him shut up <laughs> i feel you ali <laughs> 
it was one of the few times a brother was like you know what? i'm gonna listen to these black women they told me to sit my ass down and i'm gonna go ahead and sit my mm-hmm. ass down right. i'm not even gonna fight them y'all right mm-hmm. <laughs> quincy probably still don't know what he did wrong he's like, right he's people like y'all said i fucked up so i guess i fucked up i don't know what i did wrong but i'm gonna go sit in the corner he like a, a, a enough black women mad at me that i know i must be, have done something fucked up something so i don't know what it is i'm <laughs> going in the corner uh all right uh we got episode sixteen twenty six, the girlfriend's train um and uh we talked about that poem for a long time kind of got sidetracked but it was a good discussion i think yeah i, I enjoyed talking about that poem d ramsey ph dunn says five stars after the school shooting at sandy hook elementary school i was all over school shootings it is so sad that children and teenagers suffer because most adults are chasing dollars in the second amendment p.s loving the mic logo need that on the t-shirt too oh it's already on the t-shirt yeah it is check out our store okay on t public mm-hmm. and not only on t-shirts uh um when you find a logo it is on like notebooks and all types of stuff mugs all kinds mm-hmm. of stuff pillows uh Deason 91 says rod you are hilarious about profiling white boys i've been thinking we needed that for years unfortunately people don't want to acknowledge that it's white boys who are shooting up schools so we'll never get that stay at home initiative oh well yeah i mean i'm i'm with that teacher's idea and it's the execution that i worry about but that idea let them crazy white boys stay home i mean who's not on board for that <laughs> falcons diva says i just got my t-shirt with the show art yesterday i'm so glad you guys switched to t public their style of shirts they offer is so much better than other outlets i'm planning to wear my t-shirt this weekend and i'll definitely send a picture please do yes please do we've been loving the pictures and the posts online and on social media instagram and facebook and twitter mm-hmm. and uh we also uh the sizes are larger because some people was like I'm well the sizes are the same as as okay so 5x up, up yeah to, up to 5x right. yeah but they also have hoodie they have a lot of stuff um and it's to me it's better quality too like especially the mugs because we bought a mug from teespring and like we put it in the um washer the dishwasher and i and it faded on us mm-hmm. and i was like what the fuck but uh you know i've had multiple mugs from t public and none of them have ever faded so you know i'm down with with t public mm-hmm. okay um and also shout out to our girl the written one she sent us a picture in her uh tbgw t-shirt and said uh she got asked about it in walmart so you know people out here spreading the word for us we appreciate it mm-hmm. go ahead and get y'all stuff so when uh the black out who tips day come uh again y'all be ready y'all have y'all gear and i think she was also the same person that got asked on the plane before about the other shirt yes so. i think she was right we out here bringing people together uh and the, and i think the the flight attendant Tended. dude had, mm-hmm. had he had heard of the show before too yeah shout out to you baby uh yeah so um cool chic or cool chick says hi rod and karen i listened to you read the girlfriend experience uh girlfriend train uh four times and i um enjoyed the discussion and your initial different viewpoints i could close my eyes to see the two metaphorical women one covered in the wounds of life looking at a woman who has not been beaten and scarred wondering how and, and what made her different from every other woman that she has ever known it's deep on so many levels i ordered nikki finney's book of poetry the world is round from amazon as usual you have turned me on to something new as i had never heard of the author before you read her poem 
oh man i I love when we do that Mm -hmm. honestly the entire podcast is excellent i started with tears in my eyes listening to the poem mood of frustration at the lack of gun control while listening to the discussion of trained officers rightfully not wanting to go into a school with a shooter armed with an ar-15 and finally laughing at the horrendous cover song we try someone finally thanked me yesterday on twitter they said they was at a spot and they started doing them horrible fucking cover songs and they and it and was like thank you man i i have steeled myself against this because of you and that's what we doing okay i'm teaching y'all wax on wax off and now y'all blocking punches y'all don't even know it <laughs> and, all, and y'all mad at me talking about all you do is make me watch cars and shit no nigga i'm teaching you self-defense when you just get ambushed because white people don't even tell you they about to pull out the guitar and start fucking up our music Mm-mm. you just hear it you be like oh no i wish i had prepared myself right and periodically we go out and about and you'll hear it like lightly playing in the background I'm like, what the fuck oh okay, I, okay. Mm-hmm. i've been prepared for this y'all welcome come on it it is it, shot it's shocked to your system if you ain't ready the entire podcast is excellent oh well, i said that thank you so much for all the work that you both put in on every podcast it's truly changed my life every time i think tvgwt has reached the pinnacle of podcasting you take it to another level love cool she cool chick uh and um yeah that's it yeah thank you thank you um and marcy says my kid and a couple of her friends are planning to participate in the national watch march walkout on march 14th so i guess they're walking out of school Mm-hmm. yeah because it's been a big thing nationally mm. uh with a lot of school system and school districts wanting to suspend students and shit like that and a lot of students are mad and protesting and a lot of students are like uh i'm walking out i don't give a fuck i'll take that suspension you know and universities are coming out and saying if y'all get suspended it ain't gonna fuck up your future you know because you know a lot of children try to do things the right way and almost, almost like the student athletes you want to crack down on them because you know you want them to be in line and well behaved and they were interviewing the students and shout out to the students look at this uh, one student i don't remember what color student one she was like we've been asking y'all to do the right thing y'all haven't fucking been listening to us mm-hmm. y'all want us to look to you you ain't doing shit so it's time for us to speak out we're gonna look to the people who ain't doing shit to ask you to continue to not do shit mm-hmm. we're protesting you know, I think one school, one school district was like, we're not going to suspend you. And one, I know it had to be a little black girl. She was like, I was going regardless. I ain't give a fuck if you going to suspend me or not. It's funny because they'll be like, we're going to suspend you because you missed a day of class. We're going to suspend you three more days. Well, nigga, now it's four days of class I missed, which was so important. Um, other thing is, it's amazing how the gun control debate has shifted to two things that I find very, uh, telling about how weak willed we are in this country we only are willing to have this conversation in the context of children dying at a school keep in mind they've shot up churches they've shot up rallies they shot like all kinds synagogues political buildings all all kinds of shit gets shot up right we're only willing to have this conversation when it comes to children's lives because the only thing that the that people will all sort of agree is that these lives are pre- more precious right and not so funny white children lives let's just keep yeah, that real yeah 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 obviously yeah it wouldn't wouldn't work if it was black no I agree. um and then the other part is we still only talking about ar-15s and right. like how many clips and how how large are the it's fucking hopeless nothing will save us because even our solutions aren't real solutions the only actual solution is take away the guns it's the only solution and uh you know they always say no one's told to take away your guns i am i am on the pan on the train of nobody should have a fucking gun 
um you know it's just the countries where they don't have guns they don't have these problems and they kids come home from school um anyway um so yeah okay all right um so i signed them up on a website you know for uh a kid and their friends to 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 do that which the name of the schools in town etc well surprise surprise our principal contacted me trying to say they were not going to allow it basically they were going to have an assembly with local law enforcement instead this is when i realized that i had to help them i emailed him a scathing response and had and have design flyers for the kids to hand out we're also going to have some kids uh over to make signs it's completely engaging enraging that schools are trying to stop these young people from exercising their free speech right right if they wore a confederate flag t-shirt to school they'd be all over that like it's free speech uh <laughs> but right but, but your kid is. goes i don't want to get shot at school and i want to make a statement about that well slow down buster let's have a talk with law enforcement who won't enter the building if you are getting shot come on uh the only reason why these conservatives win at all is because of the low voter turnout and they want to suppress the whole new generation of future voters mm-hmm. well it will not happen i will not let it happen at least in my small area influence this movement started by teens an opportunity for activation on a level that my generation i'm the same age as you guys never was able to reach even if my kid and her friends are the only ones out there it will be worth it at least they will know that they did the right thing by the way cowardly principal never did email me back yeah he didn't think you was or he or she did not think you were gonna say that shit right and and also it's one of the things too to where every battle for every generation is different and i think for this generation uh this is their battle and i don't criticize them for the way they are choosing to protest the way they're choosing to walk out um and you're raising up a new generation of people that are actually going to be your future uh governors and senators and shit like that to actually change these laws like you know because at that age you're very uh things can affect you Mm-hmm. And so you're going to be like, oh, y'all don't give a fuck. Wait till I get in office. <laughs> you know, like, like people fail to realize, like, you make somebody mad enough, that shit sticks with them forever, and they going to start changing laws and shit like that. It's a slow moving process, but I think, I do have a whole generation of people that I think can actually eventually, one day, hopefully make a change. Uh, every generation makes some changes. Yes, they um, do. But yeah, I, we'll see. You know, I think when you're young you're like a you know you're just like the sun raging against the, you know the sky but you know as you get older you realize what it the work it takes to be to implement actual long-lasting real change mm-hmm. you know it i think a lot of people burn themselves out you know it's um not that it's not admirable but it's easy to do uh a protest it's easy to do not i shouldn't say easy that's not the right word it's easier to do that protest than it is to get something changed in the law it's It's you know simpler yeah Yeah. and and i think in the advent of social media you get more splash with big events but Mm -hmm. when you actually start talking about policy and things like that a lot of you lose a lot more following you lose a lot more retweets a lot more influence a lot less bodies on the ground a lot less effort yeah like if you were to say like come down here and we're gonna vote for this initiative or come to the city hall meeting or whatever not gonna get that many people but if you said we're gonna put on certain shirts and go march downtown in the square you'll get more people than you would you know for the other for the for the things that the other things that aren't as flashy you know correct 
but anyway these kids are growing up with social media now and i think it's giving them an advantage that we didn't really have as children um in a good way like i'm glad that they have it and i'm glad that they're able to see each other in a way that they weren't before and they're able to learn um you know a lot of activism and stuff that happens online is a lot of teaching and these kids pick that shit up and that's why uh, in in to a large extent these kids were ready to run now it's not fair that they have to run and i don't wish that on anybody right but these kids were ready to be like okay i'm going to speak out about this i'm gonna talk to the media about this like these kids don't have media training and shit they they just were ready to go and and they shouldn't have to like they don't, I don't even know if they got to grieve their friends Come a on. lot of them had to grieve in public on camera and shit it, it's not fair and it's all because the rest of america doesn't give a fuck Mm-mm. the poll was should america ban guns yes all guns only guns like ar-15s or no this is the cost of freedom two percent said no this is the cost of freedom um which makes sense our our audience is probably mostly anti at least anti these big ass guns um only the guns like the ar-15s 35 percent. so and i think in a very <coughs> excuse me a very uh lib <coughs> sorry very liberal audience that we have 35 percent is still like well some guns are cool but not those ar-15s and that's a pretty liberal audience that we have here at this show and 63 percent said yes all guns which is where i'm at and i think it's actually the only reasonable stance um because everything else is just being like i would be okay if they shot seven kids but not 17 you know <laughs> like that's really where we're at with this uh really dark knight says although i understand why people will respond to this poll that only the ar-15 type weapon should be banned how many stories just this year have people been acting a motherfucking fool with handguns fuck it they all gotta go yeah i think they should take the guns back so i am the nra people's worst nightmare because i don't think they should even be able to fucking do your thing um 1627 black history meal uh we had a lot of talk a lot of comments on this one uh <laughs> we was trying to stand with the kids on this but you know that meal was too good it, it sounded delicious to us uh all right uh let's see all right erica m says rod i had to stop mid show to leave a comment my first comment at that there actually are black women who write black men off at the mere sight of them with a white woman my mother is one of them she's in her early 50s i spent years trying to convince her otherwise but she believes that it's a direct assault threat on the black family it was always a topic of discussion amongst friends and family in the 90s and most share her sentiment just wanted to shed light on this issue uh i'm not saying you wrong erica i'm saying that's not in my experience that's not the majority of black women it's not so when a person like tay Diggs talks about black women as um and this and this look it's him picking his words so and he's had this problem for years now so if he don't want this problem to dog him he's the one that needs to realize his words aren't being received well and he needs to clarify that shit i expect a lot of black men to kind of quote unquote have his back because massage noir is real and you know the same niggas that call women winches and shit as a joke will be like ah these black women right you know it's like um everybody kind of you know but um the point the point all, all the point being like i'm not saying there's no black women in the world that would be like 
i hate seeing a black man with a white woman right i don't think that's that i i would never even try to imply that but the vast, but in general right the black, vast majority nobody care it's not a dick no. i'm fucking i don't care come on and there's way too many black men in hollywood and the nba and sports and all this shit that are married to date white women that don't have no problems in the media with black women coming at them you know what i'm saying like you don't like there's other people that have uh white wives and shit it's not some like you know crazy uh rare thing like it happens all the time but unless they say something froggy about black women for the most part everybody just let them cook right we leave them the fuck alone you know i think i I think it does everyone a disservice when we and what i say we i'm talking specifically you know black men when we put ourselves in that victim role of like the the reason i don't date these sisters is because they got an attitude about everything and you're like but it's some chicken and egg shit because every time i look up you saying something that can easily be um considered offensive to black women and then at the same time being like i can't believe these bitches got an attitude and that's why i date white women like you know and like for tay Diggs, i don't even feel like it's as um it's as bad as like what people think like i don't think he's like walking around with like this animosity like i hate black women or i don't even think it's like that i think he's just got fucked up from his mama from jump and now all of that is everybody else fault but tay Diggs. you know he got to deal with that therapy and and he may feel like it's coming from an honest place to talk about having resentment but you can't tell black women in general i resent you and then be like but i expect y'all to be cool about it it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy and and i definitely think it's i definitely find it to be real suspicious how brothers that talk real fucked up about black women in general will hop to a nigga like this side so quick you know what i mean it's so quick to, yeah man black women the problem like really because because i've seen motherfuckers get offended at any black woman that talks about dating outside her race any black woman that talk about having a white boyfriend like whether it's a comedian or some shit um i remember they tried i saw a website that took carrie champion's comments out of context and tried and called her a winch a winch in the fucking headline of the article uh it was on media takeout or something like that mt but i think they've rebranded the call so anyway it was like mto sports or some shit they said terry cherry champion a winch da 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 and you look at you listen to the actual clip and it's just her and three two or three other black women talking about dating in general and in there she goes i prefer to date black men and then they talk about um white like when you date someone white how they don't have a certain amount of chip on their shoulder because they don't have these gender war type fights between you know that they have to kind of always be involved in when you're black when you're black there's always this gender war shit every fucking everybody picking a side on some shit you know and it's definitely not right that we do that and she's like yeah uh there was his brother he had a white girlfriend she brought to the party he left his jacket at home and he was like can you go get it and she went home and they was like you know as a black woman that would have been a thing for us like we it would one of us would have been like well i gotta go home what you left your jacket and she's like yeah that and it's that extra level of uh privilege and security that you get where you're like this means nothing it's not a reflection on my 
womanhood or my manhood it's just my partner needs me to do something why can't i do it it's just easy i'll just do it you know as opposed to that fight of well are you trying to play me are you trying to like am i your child now like all that shit it does come into effect when you're black there's a we fight so much for everything that we end up fighting each other and this right. is of course a very heteronormative conversation we're having right now i'm not trying to Mm-mm. exclude anybody right but that's kind of the framing of all this shit so anyway <clears throat> my point being yes those women exist everybody knows uh at least a couple black women or something that have done the like so-and-so got a white wife and you're like okay this is they're on that they're basically like if you got a white wife you just must be a coon and that's the end of it right and and they that they can feel that way i don't share that shit i'm not saying they they don't exist i'm just saying the number of women that i know like that anecdotally in my life is much smaller than the amount of black women i know who just don't give a fuck you know like i'm not saying um that's like that's the that's the irony of this tay Diggs shit we keep coming back to tay Diggs we never talk about mike coulter we never talk about van jones we never talk about like uh, there's so many people we don't talk about because as long as they not shitting on black women for the most part people are like all right that's cool you know like just leave us out of your shit we leave you out of ours that's it right and for the most part that's how it goes and it's one of those things where a lot of times like a lot of black women just going living their lives going across social media minding their business and all of a sudden this shit just kind of your timeline lit up and you reading it and you like oh and it's one of those things where you could have said nothing and you could have just went on but and he also framed it like he was making a fucking doing the black women a favor on some like well i guess i won't be dating no more white women now thank you black like like y'all made me do that i'm not even gonna try to take it to the i don't want you level i'm sure there's some black women that won't take digs it's not even that's not even what it's about it's just this idea of like y'all are welcome i because of you bitches i guess i gotta stop dating these white women it's like even the way you framed it is insulting it's not like it's fucked up and instead of but it's it's so rare that we don't put a man in the center of the conversation so even the way people would even talk about it becomes tay digs first everybody else second so it becomes well what did y'all say to make this black man so upset yo this dude has been saying weird shit about black women for a long time and it seems to have started with his mom telling him when he was a fucking kid you're not gonna marry a black woman that is not every other black woman's fault you know what i mean go get therapy talk to somebody figure out how to talk about this in public or don't talk about it at all because you can't keep saying fucked up shit and be like i can't believe these sisters is at it again right and 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 the thing is uh when i make this statement i don't want you it's one of those things where it's like oh it's insulting to me now so i'm like your your second choice you know it's like oh i'm going to lower the standard because you bitches made me lower the standards no 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 don't come over here going ain't it good to be in second place if you don't want me don't want me like i have no problem with you not wanting me the problem is that when you insult me right and like i said i i see brothers try to act like they don't understand but then i see them same niggas when any black woman brings up any white man like even a fictional black woman i'm talking like niggas will watch scandal and be like this fucking wench and shit like that and i'm like but you don't think you got problems with black women the fact the way you talk you think that you the best example of how to talk about this of of who would be right and wrong between tay diggs 
you think you the best person to talk about this really you know the same people that get mad at black feminists on twitter who went to college and studied some of this shit but then like have tyrese's back when he says some ignorant shit about black relationships y'all the right people to talk about this fuck out of my face uh really dark night says dear rod and karen i have a confession i'm a coon why because i heard that nyu black history month meal and i was wondering why everybody was upset about that i'm thinking no fried chicken what the fuck i was actually listening to this podcast looking around looking around like that kid from the gifts trying to figure out what's going on now the rest of you negroes can protest if you want to i'm refill the kool-aid and go get those ribs you were supposed to have they can keep that white potato salad though no (laughs) pass the bread cornbread dog basically turk says hi guys the whole the both both whole foods in milwaukee have had greens and black eyed peas in the hot bar each time i've gone last month according to a varied uh selection of other black ass along with a varied selection of other black ass foods i wonder how whole foods black food tastes not good you think not, not unless good? somebody not somebody, in the, not unless somebody in the black in the back cooking it uh this black uh because i could see them being the most blandest shit you sprinkle a little bit of salt a little bit of pepper paprika and call it you be like Mm-mm, this ain't good i've never had whole foods hot bar so i can't speak to any of this as long as it tastes I, I'm, good i'm assuming it ain't good i don't know but you know i heard whole foods tastes good i heard it's real good it just it costs a lot that's what i heard um we might need to go one they day. call it whole check i've heard that joke y'all know what i i have never stepped a foot in the whole now ain't nobody's whole food store i mean you can't sleep on these white people they be keeping good shit in there sometimes <clears throat> as long as it tastes good i don't give a damn bring me some organic kool-aid sweetened with agave nectar and colored with beet juice but <laughs> but also they generally tend to have a rotated selection of global food not just during ethnic events and holidays so i would not take their actions as malicious just delicious i don't know about nyu though peace turk uh okay, trey I, I might have to try one day i don't know trey swindu says toot toot laugh my ass off oh my god rod and karen that black twitter csi theme song beat is everything it has me over here cack- uh, cracking up f uh cracking the f up so y'all so damn silly ha ha what kind of forever thank you man marcy says somebody needs to make a black csi you guys better get credit <laughs> the, the, <laughs> that show would be amazing on that black history month meal i think i can understand why people were mad about it because they didn't even try to get some black people involved in the planning or preparation and they lied about it i mean how good could that food have been if there if it was some white people trying to make what they thought of as black food well for the record the black people made it the white people planned it that was why people said oh you got some black people fired with, with you out with your outrage and it was like the company came back and was like we didn't fire the cooks we fired the white people that planned this shit uh it's like when i see too many white people working at a chinese restaurant i get a little worried i feel you though right because you go mm, is this authentic i do be racist but you all know what's funny though um <laughs> at some point the japanese like steakhouse you know where they make like your meal in front of you and all this shit at some point in the last like 15 20 years they switched out japanese chef cook dudes that do all that stuff for like straight up mexicans and i was like when did this happen oh for real mm-hmm. if you, I, I all the play all the time i go in there and it's not it's like instead of it used to be the japanese dude and like i don't know enough about the culture but i always felt like they was cooning a little bit y'all 
like as a black person i i mean i can't speak to what's because supposed to be an experience yeah but i always felt like they was playing it up because they were come, like i felt like them niggas don't what talk tip? like this in real life Mm-mm. but they come out there and they be like oh ding, 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 like shaking shit up mm-hmm. and they be Doing like talking in broken english right. and a lot of l's switching for r's and shit like that and i'm like it's, i wonder if i met this dude like just out at uh, a bar and start talking to him if he would be like oh well actually i work over at kabuto's you ever been there oh yeah it's really good it's really nice you should come check it out sometime yeah oh oh yeah i'm all i'm a chef i've been cooking for 17 years I like i feel like he talked to me like that but then when there's time to actually cook they'd be like ding ding ding, ding. oh shrimpy shrimpy what up and you like oh dude i know what you're doing don't come for these white people fuck these motherfuckers <laughs> you know my my favorite was the dignified people that would serve the shit and they wouldn't even have no fucking um they wouldn't give you no show they 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 came there to motherfucking cook yeah like they wouldn't they won't like because like the other people they be playing around with shit like because like everybody it's like eight people around the table watching them cook this shit and then they be like making this shit and and i'll be like okay i know i got steak and i got shrimp so i i know what mine is and ain't nobody else at the table order no steak and shrimp and then he start like like hook up a shrimp and then he'll be like who want to eat this shrimp and i'll be like nigga that's my shrimp what you doing i'm giving away my fucking shrimp like these niggas ordered chicken okay i paid extra for scallops fuck that shit come on slide every scallop onto my plate nobody else ordered any right that shit that shit gets fierce but uh yeah and i feel like they probably make fun of us too they're probably on the other end like i'm gonna make this nigga catch a scallop you know what i'm saying but in general i i don't know they might be cooning and you know what and and it probably is the 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 racism in me because it is true when i go to places and and, uh it's not like american i you Mm. know like american i I do too because like uh one of the top places we love the uh cashier is white Mm -hmm. and at first i was like "Mm," but i was like oh you cool you cool well everybody in the back is is tired as fuck yeah everybody else in the back yeah, yeah. so i was like oh okay you good you good um all right so all right even that's says, that reverse racism like look i come in here for chinese food i need to see chinese people or at least trying you know descent you know what's happening here Evie says, I know lots of black women and I'm one myself. And none of us care about black men dating white men. I'm sure there are some, but I think it's safe to say the majority of us really don't. I feel that Tay Diggs issues go way deeper than anything uh, a black woman has ever done to him. I knew he was on that bullshit when he talked about black people trying to erase his son's whiteness. Yo, I made Twitter so fucking mad. I had to mute the tweet, but, uh, I knew he was on some other shit when he brought that up. Right. Like we talked about it on the show at the time, but, that was ridiculous black people do not have a systemic power to erase anyone's fucking whiteness historically systemically power structure wise the only people that have ever erased a person of colors white side have been white people come on no black person's ever gotten killed for passing this black and we find out they was white like what you got some whiteness in you i'm gonna kill you white people have done that historically for centuries of it's a death sentence right we didn't invent the one drop rule we don't like and the idea that well black people go by that no black people live in a system that literally is of that and by them just going well that's how the fuck white people gonna treat you it's not the same as going your son is not half white your son none of that is true and it's fucked up i hate that we get the fucking shit into the stick for being the accepting people 
as opposed to white people for being excluding people of so many so many people of color find a home in blackness that they were never allowed in whiteness because whiteness as a concept is built on exclusion and it's the only thing it has is exclusion right this is a thing everyone doesn't get to be blackness is the exact fucking opposite of that shit we that's the whole point of the jokes like where people i'm tired of us inviting people to cook out that's the whole point is right a person fucking shows any amount of niceitude to black people and we like oh yeah eminem come to the cookout you know like that's just but that i love that about us i love that we have a culture that brings people in that says hey you have an affinity come in we are people without a without a the connection to our roots in so many ways as american black people so we built our own culture and all of that shit is built on the fact that there's this universal um attraction and universal uh umbrella of hey we're black come 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 together you know and some will exclude it and some will not like it and all this shit but the general consensus among black people is hey man if you don't have any animosity towards us we're cool with you right and that's beautiful but we shouldn't be held as the problem when people start going well look your half white son is actually considered black well y'all black people can't tell us that we're not telling you that take your half black son and put him in a school where all white people see what happens come on you know take your half black son and he gets pulled over by the police and see what happens that's not us doing that and you got to stop resenting us i don't like part like the i'm I'm sad it's sad to me that people have that mentality of i don't want my kid to have too much proximity to blackness because it'll erase his whiteness it's sad to me that people have that feeling but the worst part more than any of that shit is the head trip and the rejection of putting it on us come on if you have a problem with people erasing whiteness of biracial kids tell that to white people okay we don't own the copyright to blackness even though we should we don't own it Mm-mm. we can't exclude anybody from it we couldn't stop rachel dolezal from touring being on tv and living her life as a quote-unquote black woman for years even after she was outed as a white woman she still got to write a fucking book and tour and even black people in africa were hosting events with her to come talk about how her experience as a white black woman was that's how little power we have over who gets to call themselves anything so when tay Diggs said that i knew right then was like oh this nigga's fucked up you know because we don't have we can't do that you know and when motherfuckers tried to come at me on twitter about it, i was like i don't like if you're stupid enough to think that black people can take away somebody's whiteness then that you deserve to be stupid and you don't deserve to be in my presence just be stupid it's fucking impossible they was trying to oh well y'all say like alicia keys is black but logic isn't i was like actually nobody can stop either one of them motherfuckers from claiming black or not right they they both all making money off of black people so i don't know what to tell you yeah they say they black i call them black that's the end of it we can't even tell michael jackson kids not black everybody get to be black if they just say it that's the fucking rule we don't have any control over that Mm-mm. whiteness is the one where people go you're you don't count as white well i'm only i'm a quarter cherokee but uh yeah 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 yeah. you don't look the right amount of white you're not you know that's it colin kaepernick was biracial until that motherfucker took a knee and now he's black come on did did we do that did we make a racist whiteness 
is that what happened are you that fucking stupid or if white people go i'm gonna stop giving you the privilege of being oh half white kid to me now you're just all black black people didn't do that fuck out of my face uh black people don't have that power blame that on institutionalized racism in the society besides no one told his dusty ass he couldn't teach his son about both his heritages right it's really hard to erase whiteness when we as black people are immersed in whiteness from the second we walk out the door every day of our lives yeah and not to mention um ain't no all pure black people in america we all got some white in us the white one drop rule just don't work that way right you know (laughs) the one drop rule doesn't doesn't count the other way around where well you got one drop of white blood you get access to white privilege i say that as someone who was raising a child who also has a white parent so it's really not that deep as for blaming black women about his current preferences he can have a stadium full of seats if he wanted to date white women have at it no one is stopping him it hasn't stopped oj and he murdered one as for the black history meal i mean it sounded delicious to me maybe it was the watermelon water that took it over the top i don't know i would have only complained that the food was unseasoned yeah i feel yeah, the same say the black people were cooking it so that looks good mm-hmm uh and i would have tried the watermelon water before i got mad me too if it was good i would have been flames did it have sweet tea nope that tish says how offended i was by the meal would have depended on who was in the kitchen all i saw whenever i went through there was white people i would have known it was someone trying to be funny i would have had to hear the black students who ate it talk about how good it was in order to get my put my side eye on hold as for black twitter csi i was thinking the killmonger's theme from black panther film score would be great for it ha uh i can see some niggas sitting in front of a bunch of computer screens searching for clues then the beat dropping when no one sees a name tag on the shirt when one sees a name tag on the shirt in the background of a picture or some shit and they all figure out the rest of the person's life from there ha uh that would be good uh and yeah supposedly it was black people that made it so um and white people that planned it uh would you have been upset by the black history month meal yes no and i'm not black 19 percent of y'all are not black 60 percent said no i would not be offended and 21 percent said yeah i would have been offended for the record i'm not even knocking people that would have been offended Me either. I, I, just, totally I just understand. know i wouldn't be yeah i but i understand how you get to that point yeah, me too um uh so we had a couple comments lauren d says hi karen and rod i voted yes and i think the meal would have been okay if they would have left off the kool-aid and the watermelon flavored water uh love your show keep doing what you are doing yeah man i don't know that kool-aid depending on how much sugar was in it uh, ct says i agree with lauren i was it, i was good until you said watermelon flavored water and kool-aid things that could make it right one if black people ate for free two if white people weren't invited three they identify the history behind each food item and where why they are significant to black people four if white people weren't invent, invited i know i already said it but it needs to be mentioned again thanks for out of care i hear you miss ct but i'm not gonna front i'm at a lot a point in my life where i'm so secure with that that uh it could have been all white people and just me and i would have been like i'm eating this delicious food come on fuck y'all ain't got nothing to do with y'all Mm-mm. y'all can, can I have all, an extra plate to go we can all eat chicken together okay yeah in unison ever since i seen that line out the door at bojangles in the cotswold i was like i ain't never feeling shame about eating no black food again and that's the whitest side of town and that and and the traffic was backed up to the goddamn light had it backed up for miles and everybody had their signals on turning right it wasn't even like free chicken there or nothing it Mm -hmm. was just that that white bojangles was always jumping it's just always jumping i was like i'm never gonna feel bad about this 
y'all love chicken too and dirty rice and pinto beans and black eyed peas and everything else we eat mm-hmm. uh joe says good question i'm thinking i would have been angry but really only if there were white people serving it to me see i almost want the white people to have to serve it i feel bad that the black people had to serve it but i'm glad they cooked up a good meal but i want white people to have to come in and serve it because then i'd have to wonder if they did something to the food uh then wonder if they put the right seasoning on it perhaps i give them some people the uh, eyebrow or ask them how they cooked it see if i could trip them up <laughs> barnett probably would eat it though i love to hear your questions on how uh how you would trip them up that would be hilarious but who made this who made this potato salad <laughs> right that's gonna be the whole uh y'all know how black folks get bring them bring them back here but, like, but, but like, did you wash your rice before you started cooking you put mayonnaise in this a miracle whip what you do <laughs> what you what you put in these better not be no glory canned beans that you rinsed off this macaroni cheese is baked or you how you what you do this some craft how you make your gravy right <laughs> them the questions you're gonna get asked we got uh we got lord, a couple lord, don't say you did it with a root a root what the hell is a root Mm-mm. how'd you make your gravy <laughs> then the type that's that's how that conversation gonna go we got a couple of voicemails uh that don't want to play okay. <clears throat> hey karen rod what's up this is dad listen for the last couple of weeks uh I would want to, like, write stuff down and then then call, but I never get around to it. It's like I wait too long. But, um, yeah, I saw Black Panther the opening night, and it, and it, I just want to echo, I, I'm, I'm so glad to hear somebody say, hey, there's nothing wrong with, you know, liking Killmonger or just having fun with that, you know, liking the, the bad guy. Because it's the same goddamn thing where, you know, Mac Needle is right. Mm-hmm. That's the sentiment in nerd culture that uh, people echo. But you don't necessarily want to go fucking kill. I mean, a thought passing through your mind is, is a thought passing through your mind. But you're going to ruin your fucking life by trying to kill somebody else. And that kind of frustration being, you know, encapsulated and personified in that character. Michael B. Jordan was great. The writing was incredible. And, and right now in this moment with Black Panther... And Black Lightning. Uh, what, what is, uh, I forget what the bad guy, the albino's name is, but. Tobias. Just that kind of racism, that kind of self-hatred. Seeing that, I, I just like seeing all these different layers. It, it's something when you get to see, you know, all these different types of white characters, white, this white dude, brown hair, he has this archetype. You can see all these different black people of various different forms and ideas and, you know, archetypes black women, black men being represented, all these different hues. It's absolutely fucking wonderful. And uh I'm just loving the commentary, y'all. Alright. Peace and love. Alright. Oh, uh, thanks, Daz. And uh yeah, I agree. I I mean like i feel that hotels kind of ruined the whole killmonger moment with the whole we need to take him seriously and the people that wrote the like this is a propaganda against black revolution and shit i i think they took it so fucking far which is what people do and we knew this was gonna happen because the movie had a reach of people that don't typically see these movies right they don't typically um they don't you know it's making so much money it's obvious that people who've never even 
thought any of this shit was actually like worth watching are watching this one mm-hmm. uh and a lot of black people are watching it and a lot of the wokes are watching it and that's kind of like that's the thing the double-sided coin with popularity you you get too popular and then you got a bunch of people that make money off of like hyper analyzing shit and telling you what's wrong with it correct that that want to like or and sometimes don't make money just do it for free but they want to like have their two cents too and that mean and nothing's going to be universally praised loved adored anything and a lot of times they don't leave people space for their sanity man which is why you got to push these people away because like i don't need to watch you perform um why the fuck uh you know this shit is so bad and toxic and shit man i'm letting you cook you don't like this cool i won't engage engage with you i don't need to interact with you but just stay the fuck away from me as well but yeah i do find some of it to be silly some of it to be a reach stretch armstrong reach but and i and i and i'm i'm sad it's sad that we couldn't get more of the killmonger was right like funniness off because motherfuckers were determined to make it serious and i'm not talking about the people who took it offensive but the people who were saying it and then being like yeah but for real fuck that and i'm like he a bad guy we you know magneto killing motherfuckers we all go yeah i mean you shouldn't kill motherfuckers but uh magneto had a point you know and th- and that's the fun of it i hate that i hate that we lost that fun man but whatever i'm still have my fun but you know he just won't be saying that okay what the fuck is that making sound mm-hmm. you heard that too mm-hmm and i have no idea what it is so all right um <laughs> oh, so do we have more than one uh yeah we got another voicemail um give me one second uh oh i think i see what it is all right cool all right let me play the next voicemail Uh, there we go all right skype take your time do some thinking all right hey rod and karen i hope you guys are doing well and are happy um, I sent an email, but I accidentally sent it too early because I was writing out um, this version of the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air theme song that popped into my head when I watched Black Panther and that scene where the shot is upside down and Killmonger, like, walks to the throne room mm. after he becomes a uh, king. And it's like it just, like, flashed, popped in my head when I was watching the movie. And I was writing that out, and my phone's been messing up. So when I was pressing the screen, it actually sent it. And I wasn't finished. It's like yes, the second right. oh, to the last stanza of the song. So And I didn't get to put the explanation, which I'm telling you now in this voice message. So that's what this is for. Um, so you can read it. You can do it or not do it. It's up to you because it wasn't really that last second to last little stanza wasn't really finished but everything else was finished with it but okay yeah so it's like because the third time i saw the movie i was like i turned to my husband during that scene i was like oh i was like like this is the story all about how life when the closet got flipped turned upside down he's like okay just watch the movie sweetie okay but all right that was it bye-bye Right. <laughs> that's just a preview for the email coming up i know just watch the movie sweet just watch the movie uh kappa writes in on hip-hop mike chicken and chickens and roosting of course you can uh 
oh wait i forgot to mention of course you can leave voicemail 704-557-0186 uh leave them throughout the week we'll play them on saturday and as far as the emails the blackout tips at gmail.com the blackout tips at gmail.com uh on hip-hop mike chickens and uh chickens and roosting miss karen and husband that michael Steele interview was the business i think the rnc forgot that his clean suits and law degree mike Steele is mike Steele is still a nigga from baltimore and oh they ain't never forget that and those white boys got a reminder that he's a nigga from baltimore i'm surprised still didn't start whistling the farmer and the dale before pulling out a sawed off pump to action ode to dream uh i can't i can't feel but so sorry for hip-hop mike <laughs> yeah he nigga tried it my favorite thing about michael still is when he tried to be like i'm gonna put out a mixtape and shit and i was like dude there's no way that's gonna work no, uh, <laughs> I, I go get Andy Circus's mixtape for I listen to that. <laughs> since he made his bones hustling supply side supply side economics and mass incarceration since the eighties. With that said, the Republican Party is off the chain. If an executive at any company I ever worked at said the former CEO was only hired because he was black or she was a woman at the national sales meeting, he would have been dragged off the stage and straight to HR in nor- a normal company. Right. That's the power of Trump. The biggest and the freaks are out of the closet, and the normals are being bitched out. But hip pop mike made his bed a long time ago and he chose to be the respectable negro faces for a party of bigots chickens and roosting i dare say i do like how that devil kept telling mike still i love you brother uh like that's the ultimate gaslighting you don't love me while telling me that in the that i'm wrong for po- pointing out, out the fuck shit and michael still didn't slap the shit out of that colonizer for not putting respect on his name this is why i can't feel but so sorry for that dude again don't go don't go being carson popeye establishment baltimore mr steel go full string of bell baltimore he's officially kicked out of the big house and back in the fields of the rest of us jigaboos might as well grab a torch and burn that bitch down but keeping it real still has been a persona non grata in the conservatism since the republicans swept the primaries and fired his ass back in 2010 mm-hmm. he talked for the last and they gave him no credit for that victory by the way no credit for that at a time where people thought obama was unstoppable uh he talked for the last five years about how the party blocked him from doing the kind of outreach he wanted to do in the hood even though he was technically the boss i admit it i watch way too much msnbc yeah you also took him at his face value at his word uh like many black and women conservatives he got tossed to the curb once the new age dixie crash no longer needed him there's a reason why jc watson alec keys ain't working and why still is on msnbc hanging out with joy reed sorry for the longish email but damn i heard every version of this over the weekend capadonna hey nah man i appreciate it and i really do agree with a lot of what you said because Steele's always been a tragic figure to me because he is he is what republicans say they want the black people that are republican to do and be over there come on and i don't mean that in any pejorative way he is to the like if you take him at his word he is the lip service they pay to blackness he is we gonna reach out to the community the, if the black if black people understood our values they will vote for us if they knew um this that and and then the end of the day they were just using you dude they don't they don't believe that and everything all the shit you taking behind the scenes it is amounted to nothing you know maybe for your pockets and shit but like as your rep they don't really respect you it was always just a ploy well they got a black guy let's get us a black guy because mm-hmm. that's how stupid black people are right. we don't we can't tell the difference between michael Steele and obama yep and also uh the dude told the truth mm-hmm. about that's why you quote unquote got that job mm-hmm. and everybody was like that's the elephant in the room you ain't supposed to say that shit out loud 
yeah and he did a good job as as with most as with most black shit he did a great job being that dude for the rnc and they still fired his black ass because they don't care about that that they don't want no black dude like that backlash to obama was so strong they said we don't even want a black dude appearing to represent us fuck that uh black panther scott rice says so my sons and i are black their mother not so much what does that mean over there we can't be not so much not so much uh over the weekend for vp we were in vermont skiing well they were i was standing on the side of a snowy hill for two days in jeans and sneakers come ah. on that'd have been my black ass i'm not getting out there in no goddamn snow <laughs> no no interest in the winter olympics Mm-mm. but my sons and i age 9 and 11 have been stopping each other in the house for months just saying step into the spotlight or don't freeze i say that a lot too I, like me will get on the court i'll be like justin don't freeze uh and he'd be like i never freeze so my wife uh <laughs> my favorite part too is uh, when he says that he goes what are you talking about like he was offended then he froze yeah. so my wife <laughs> tried <Did> it freeze <laughs> like an antelope in the headlights right so my wife tried to get us into a showing in vermont but the nearest showing was 34 miles away i had to avoid tbgwt your episode on ktg until we got to see it next weekend so i'm catching up on episodes now the final scene with kill manga hurt my heart like louis gossett jr in roots when he said your name is Conta kente i think my family thought i was wasn't into it because i didn't want to talk about it immediately after afterwards but really i just needed some time to think about it it's deep and we deserve it mm-hmm on a totally different note my kids over many years say frequently in the right time and in the right time intonation but black dynamite i sell drugs to the community yes black dynamite being a dad and the jokes you can see in the world like time bombs is fantastic hey man that is my favorite that's my favorite quote that and alligators don't wait donuts don't wear alligator shoes uh andrea said cbs said nra gave 45 31 million dollars to his 2016 campaign you think that's nominal love the show guys especially this too much uh i just would like to clarify because i did uh i i was not talking about the presidential campaign necessarily uh but even then uh he's the one talking about gun control and they gave him that much money so it must not have been that much to him to be out here not actually considering to talk about talk bad about guns which i that's just how stupid he is but um no i'm talking about your average politician not presidential campaigns because it's not the president that decides obama was anti-gun you know he was pro-gun control it's the other motherfuckers that make it impossible it's all these politicians democrat and republican but mostly republican that take money and we go wow the nra bought these guys off right well how much money do y'all think that is because when we say they bought them off everyone acts like well they must be like the top contributor to their campaign i sent her back a screenshot i didn't get a reply but these are this is the top people roy blunt eleven thousand nine hundred dollars that's worth uh 17 children's lives that's worth hundreds of children's lives over the course of the years eleven thousand nine hundred dollars uh barbara comstock ten thousand dollars richard burr nine thousand nine hundred dollars mike kaufman nine thousand nine hundred dollars like it's not that much money this is our kids are dying for a look for for compared to what these motherfuckers really make and what they need to campaign and win it's actually chump change you know it's it's all a threat 
it's, it's ridiculous marcy says hi ron and karen i just uh the importance of black teachers i just wanted to write because i was thinking a lot about the discussion you guys had not too long ago about how important it is for black and brown kids to have teachers that look like them i 100 percent agree with that and i would go a step further and say that it that i think it could be just as important for white kids there are too many schools where not a single person of color is a teacher i just uh, i know firsthand just how important having at least one teacher who's a person of color can be oh yeah that's true um i grew up in one of the most segregated cities in the u.s milwaukee the schools were mostly located in white areas and during my years in milwaukee public schools kids were bused from the north black side of town to schools i guess it was an attempt uh at integration or more probably because they didn't want to invest money into the schools on the north side for this reason my middle school was mostly black i could say that i got an experience in what it was like to be a minority but that wouldn't really be true because black kids never treated me badly and i never felt unsafe or even ostracized when i ended up at whiter schools we moved around a lot and it was always white kids who shit on me for being different yeah it's also that thing too where like it's like me being a man in a classroom where mostly women are in there i still don't know what it feels like to be a woman because every everything that happens outside of that classroom still tells informs me that i'm a man and i have a certain amount of privilege and should be treated a certain way so is it like is because sometimes white people will say they're like i was the only white guy at the basketball court and i'm like yeah, yeah but just because they call you white boy during pickup not the same as calling me a nigger it's not the historical thing but it is good that we have experiences like that i think people are better off when they have experiences of not being in the majority in a specific setting correct more people a lot of need people that. panic when that happens yeah more people need those moments but yeah it's not the same Mm-mm. and i'm glad you didn't say it was the same long story short my absolute favorite teacher was our fifth to sixth grade social study teacher miss McElvain. uh not sure if that is correct spelling at all i wish i could find her now and tell her how much she influenced me and how she saved me from being a horrible person she is literally like like a hero to me you see my mother is a racist every day i would have this intelligent wonderful black woman teach me all about the world and then i go home and hear bullshit from my mother luckily i knew it was bullshit because of what i learned uh from miss McElvain. uh i mean i knew it was wrong before then because of all my different friends that were non-white but having an adult who confirmed what i knew in my heart probably saved me mrs McElvain also took us in fifth grade to see malcolm x in theater in a black theater too lol my whole existence was changed by that movie and i went to the library directly after school the the day uh that day for the book i'm so thankful for these things that this one teacher literally uh i never had another black teacher again did for me as a human being sorry for the long email but i really wanted to share this with you guys and also say thank you appreciate you guys for the love you send out in the world and everything you do oh thanks marcy thank you and yep i completely understand uh (laughs) because we i that you're right we need it's not i always just think of black people first because that's how i am but yeah black teachers black people in positions of authority black people in positions of art and all that stuff it enhances everyone Mm -hmm, because we're not scared we'll teach you the history we'll teach you about our history we'll teach you about native american history we'll teach you about you know um, um, um hispanic history like we're like hey all this shapes america you know yeah and i don't even need just black people I, but right. i mean i'm saying black but i really mean like people that aren't just like of the majority demographic it's important that they be in places where they can be seen it changes the world Correct. it really is that important uh and like you said you would have had no other experience with a black person in authority as far as teaching 
if it hadn't have been for this one woman and she couldn't have known she had that impact on you Mm-mm. but she possibly had that impact on many other kids too correct you know at least to go against some of the stereotypes and shit that they get at home where you know it's not considered so taboo we got one more email but we're also at the break so give me one second we'll be right back um and we'll wrap this up no problem um shouldn't take long but uh yes you know that shit is super important and i think um you know and i think anyone of any privilege you know wherever you're on the spectrum of privilege has had that experience correct where it's like everything i learned about this type of person was wrong and it's sad that it's this way but i had to experience it myself for me to be like well when you say this you're talking about this person and i know that's not true you know so you're telling me so-and-so is lazy you know you're telling me this is so-and-so is uh not educated you tell them like that's not true you know um all right this is the last email fresh prince of wakanda this is nerd geek ninja who wrote this in Amon now this is a story all about how life in wakanda got flipped turned upside down and i like to take a minute just sit right there i'll tell you how i became the black panther heir and west oakland born and raised on the playground where i spent most of my days chilling out maxing relaxing all cool and shooting some b-ball right out at the school with a couple of dora that were up to no good started making trouble in my neighborhood my dad <laughs> <laughs> dad got in one little fight and the king got scared and said we're leaving the kid in oakland and flying in the air <laughs> <laughs> i whistled for a claw and when he came near i shot him in the chest and threw him in the rear if anything <laughs> that meant the end of my i guess plan uh <laughs> i don't know this must be what she messed up right uh um, i pulled up in wakanda around seven or eight and i yelled at wakabi your home see you later <laughs> I looked at my kingdom. I was finally there to sit on my throne as the Black Panther heir. That is beautiful. I don't that know. That is cute. I don't know why you're so worried about it being messed up. Mm-mm. I think that was that was amazing. Me too. Uh, and he was literally playing basketball and everything. So. He was. All right, guys. We'll be back tomorrow. Uh, thank you so much for listening to the show. Uh, thanks for everybody who took time out to listen live. Um, like I said, we'll see you tomorrow morning and tomorrow afternoon. I think at two, uh, should be doing this too much with Bossy. So that'll be cool. Uh, until then, I love you. I love you too. Mwah. Mwah.